Have you ever seen Al Pacino's fingernails? No, does he paint them? No. There's something so fucked up with them. I had like first row tickets to see this play he was in called Chinatown where he like couldn't remember any of his uh, lines. Was it the movie? Was it like an adaptation of the movie? No, it was, was it called Chinatown or China Doll? I actually have no idea. I, I'm sure it was high when I went to see it. I got, I spent like $500 on tickets to see Al Pacino bomb on a, in a Broadway play because I read in page six that it was just so bad. Oh, yeah. He's on the phone a lot in it and you could hear the person giving him his lines <laughs> like while he's like on the phone. But I was so close to him and I was like, I think something's wrong with one of his fingernails. And then when I left, I Googled Al Pacino fingernails and it was all his nails. They're so nasty. Look up Al Pacino fingernails. I am. It's like a Crohn's nail. I, it Why must is it be like a, that? It must it's be a fungus. a fungus. He could probably just really easily go get like medication for this. Oh, here we go. Al Pacino wears nail polish. That's how he's, that, that's how he's dealing with it now. He's, you know, out of all of them, he's he seems to be at the most touch with his sexuality. He was in Cruising and Dog Day Afternoon. Bobby De Niro never played gay, right? No, I don't think so. I don't. He doesn't have much of a range, to be honest. Oh, Robert De Niro's father was gay. Remember that? No, he I talked don't about it. And, yeah, he was on the Oprah show and he cried about it. Robert De Niro remembered his dead gay father. <laughs> he loved his dead gay father. He did. Robert De Niro about his gay son. He's got a gay son and a gay father. It skips a generation. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm Tracy, and that's Rich. This is Pot Psychology. Okay, wait. So can we talk about the tropical storm for a second? It's called like, is the Sias or something? I don't. What? I couldn't. I couldn't. Pr- pronounce it i only read it i'll i'll tell you how it's spelled and then you tell me what you think it's how you think it's pronounced okay i think it's gonna be hard maybe i should maybe you should tell me how it's spelled and then i can type it out on my computer okay oh it was a hurricane i s a i a s i would say isaias isaias this is to be pronounced isaias isaias oh Isaias. Isaias. Okay, so that tropical storm or hurricane Hurricane. came through. The winds were insane and it did crazy things and it ripped. It, like, I don't know if you saw, but in McGorlick Park, it knocked over three trees and those are those giant, like, thick oak trees. There there was a bunch of trees around me that had been knocked down. Um, It ripped my awning off the back of my house. Jesus. Oh, wait, a little preface to the story. So my um, neighbor who lives next door, this is him on a bottle of wine he gave oh, me. Let's this see. is him with his grandkids. He makes his own wine upstate. And the label is a picture of him and his grandkids. All right. And, but, but you like this guy and enough that he yeah, likes you enough that he's giving you a bottle of wine. with his. I give him wine sometimes too. Well, we exchange Christmas put, cookies. Do you put your... Family picture on your wine? No, because I don't make my own wine. If I did, I would absolutely put my picture on it. Does he stomp grapes? Uh, I asked him that. He It's hard because he um, mostly just speaks Italian. He I speaks see. very little English right. for having lived here this long. But anyway, he is really helpful to me around the house and <laughs> yeah. the yard. Right. He always like does my leaves for me, which is really nice. 
and sometimes he'll shovel my snow without me even asking. Uh, oh, he killed that rat that one time with the shovel. Yeah. <laughs> he slammed it in half. Right. Um, Great guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. He was just like hanging out outside by the garbage. Um, Cause he like, oh, he owns the property next door that the building's on. Yeah. I came and I was like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? And um, he was like, I see you outside sometimes. And I was like, oh, on my deck. And, you know, I have like a terrace like right off of Una's room. And I and I t- go out there tanning uh, most days. Um, topless? No, I don't do topless. Um, but sometimes I just go in my underwear and bra. So, <laughs> but I figured it looks like a bikini. You know? Sure. <laughs> Close enough, I guess. So he saw you in your, in your underwear. Yeah, he's definitely seen me in my was underwear. Was he happy about yes, it? Yes, he told me I was beautiful. Oh, that's great. He was like, you're beautiful. I do this to help you because you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, thank you. Wait, did he say that you were beautiful after seeing you in your underwear, though? Yeah. He's the, he reminded you that you were beautiful. No, that's you no. Know, he told me he's been telling me I'm beautiful ever since he saw, saw in me underwear. in my underwear. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> Still got it exactly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so he told me about my awning. I mean, I heard my awning rip off, but he was like, "Oh, it broke," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So, so I put on my bikini because I was like, "I may as well get some sun while you're while I'm taking this awning. awning." Yeah. You know, it's out there. I just had my bikini on and I didn't have my phone. I left it in the house and because it was hot out there and I closed the door because I didn't want the air conditioning to get out. And then when I was done with the awning shit, I tried to get back in. It was locked. Oh, no. Yeah. It had locked behind me, which it never does that. And I didn't have anything. I just had like a screwdriver and I was wearing a bikini <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, fuck. And I was just like looking over, hanging over the side to like figure out what I could do if I was going to shimmy down the drain pipe. I was like, I'll fucking rip that thing right out and I'm going to get so hurt. And then I was like, all right, I'll, I might be able to get into my neighbor's yard on the other side. If I can climb down, put one foot on this fence, I whatever was going to happen, I was going to end up getting hurt. I was going to scrape my whole body down the side of the building. And I was like, Ugh. but I was getting ready to do it. And then in my head, I was like, I really wish that old man was watching me right now. And I looked up and right when I did, he was waving at me. (laughs) (laughs) And so he came and saved me. He got me out. How did he get you out? Because I have a key code for the front door. So I just gave him a code because I have like several. And then he came in and he like unlocked the door for me. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And he's like, oh, you're so beautiful. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and then I gave him a bottle of wine to thank him. Yeah. And then he came over later and gave me a bottle of the wine that he makes, which is this is my third bottle of his that he's made. OK, when were the other two times you got it? I think the last couple Christmases okay. we've been because I give him cookies and he's been giving me wine. And then sometimes I'll thank whenever I thank him and give him a bottle of wine for something. He always ends up giving me something. But um, the first is it time, good wine? okay. So the first time I opened it and I had it, it was just smelled like feet. It okay. was just like vinegary, so and I was he, like, eh. so it does stomp. <laughs> so then the next time, he I opened one. It was so good. Okay, it was like legit good. I was had no expectations. That I knew the last one was stinky. Yeah, and it was so good. So I feel like it's just hit or miss. Okay, but how's this one? He well, I haven't opened it yet. Oh right, but he said it's aged two years. So. Okay. I'll save it for um, a special occasion. But did I show you the bottle? He made a bottle of um, grappa. He made me grappa. And look at this bottle he put it in. Because he also makes his own grappa. 
it's like a, a Mrs. Butterworth type bottle and that it's in the shape of a woman's body, but it's a naked woman's body yeah. and she's like kneeling and she has her arms up. It's very sexy. It's the coolest fucking bottle. Is this guy married? Yes. I okay. know his wife. I think he's just being Italian. I mean, I think he would. He's like, he's just being like a friendly neighborhood person. He might like me a little bit more because he likes the way I look, but yeah. he's just being friendly and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm completely comfortable with the level that it's at. I was so happy that he was like watching me because I would have been stuck in out like locked out. That would have sucked if I had to climb down in, in a bikini. It pays to be peeped at, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are de- there's probably a scale of peeping toms, right? There's like the friendliest peeping tom you could possibly meet in the well, world. He's being really upfront about it. And yeah, like, straightforward. And and you know what? He means it as a compliment, and that's how I take it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. do you want? Would you like to do a quick Christopher Ciccone recap? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You, you so, do the talking. Okay. In our most recent book club, which is accessible through our Patreon. Patreon.com slash pot psychology. We talked about the 2008 Christopher Ciccone book, which is called, what was it called again? Life Ma- with My Sister. Life with My Sister. About his sister, Madonna. He says in the book that he was born his mother's son, but will die his sister's brother. And that's true. Absolutely. Uh, the book was savaged when it came out, but I actually thought it was good. It, it's really not long at all. It's five hours. I really liked it a lot. He has a real way of uh, being a bitch sometimes. He'll just like, he's like the bitchiest sentences I've literally ever heard anybody read in an audiobook. They would get in these fax machine fights, yeah. and they would get in fax machine fights like well after email was the main thing. Yeah, it's like, true. Like in like 2000. They got uh, in fax machine. I think it was even later than that. Oh, like the really late one was like after she was married to Guy Ritchie. So what year? It must have been like 2008. Five, six. No, this came out 2008. It's 2004. They, they would get in these like vicious fax machine fights and just saying really nasty cutting things to each other. Yeah, he called her an aging pop star in one. Which that, was that one I thought was was the meanest and... and truest. Well, you know, the truth hurts. Yeah. Certainly can. But it was so unnecessary because being an aging pop star is an inevitability unless you die. So totally. You know, there's Just nothing you how can do aging. about that. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. So and it's like Madonna's not aging well as a pop star. No. I also just think um, in general, when I hear her talking in interviews, she just does not seem to have it together like she used to. I don't know what's up with that, but I feel a real disconnect coming from her. And I would say that like her strongest medium is the interview. You know, that's what she is a genius at. And so when she's not giving good interviews, it's like uh, something's up. I think I know what what it is. (sighs) Pills. No, children. Just too many children. Just a lot of children. And a single mom. That if you are even a little bit involved, six kids is a fucking lot. And they're always around. They're always like with her. I mean, well, five of them are with her. And I think that that just drives you crazy. And it just makes, it sucks the life out of you. If I just have one, you know? You are a little weird. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm open to any possibilities. Something is up with her. But here's one example. So Do you this think is a, it's pills? I don't know. There's a, you know, she is in a lot of pain all the time now. 
Yeah, the cane. The cane. I mean, she she had that incredibly ambitious schedule, the tour schedule, where she was like doing multiple nights in a row for weeks. And she was just had like a ton of residencies. It would have been a lot for her to do at, you know, age 30. Um, but to do it, you know, well into her 60s was just like too much. And she was she had to cancel so many dates. But Christopher Ciccone can write a bitchy sentence. And here's what he said about Ingrid Caceres, who, um, you know, was rumored to have been stolen from Sandra Bernhard by Madonna, thus ending their it famous was, friendship. It was a lesbian love triangle. Yeah. But I don't know. But I don't. Were you convinced that she and Madonna were fucking? It, I was more convinced after hearing him talk about it. Yeah. That they hmm. sometimes fuck every, every once in a while. He seemed to think so. I thought he thought they didn't. I thought he he said that there was no proof, whatever. But I couldn't tell if he what he thought or oh. what he was just saying. Um, you know what I mean? Like he could still have an opinion one way or another, but just not. Did, wasn't she in the sex book? Was she not in the sex book? I don't think so. Well, this was all around that time, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, Ingrid was Sandra Bernhard's girlfriend. They had a lesbian love triangle, supposedly. But whatever happened there is like a big feud between Sandra Bernhard and Madonna and Madonna won Ingrid but she would win her anyway probably because no. Madonna was Madonna also he said that she stopped being into hanging out with Sandra Bernhard because of her negative energy which I believe too I believe like that got to be too much Sandra Bernhard's energy was too negative yes first I want to just say like um the reason I thought this book was good is because while it talked about a lot of negative things about Madonna none of them were so unbelievable that the book felt ridiculous it felt really credible to me the entire thing and that's why i think when it came out people were disappointed because it was this huge deal like literally he got tons of money for it or it was it was very well publicized and i think people were expecting something that it wasn't but now with the passage of time it can be just what it was which was it seems a frank depiction of madonna that's awfully flattering to its author obviously yeah i i think that it was um, a totally true story, but only one side yeah. of a totally true story. Yes. And that if you heard her side, then it would give a better, way better picture. I'm sure that he did a bunch of shit that pissed her off and that was rude and inconsiderate and he just didn't even realize, you know? Totally. But she, because she has more power, she has more of an ability to casually afflict pain. Yeah. And like, there's a story in which he asked her, he suggested, because he did all of the designing of her houses, and he suggested that she get these, were they photographs? I think it was photographs. They were landscapes. Yeah. It, it, these it, landscapes, they were like $35,000 each, right? It, it was a total of $67,000 that he spent on these things for her, and then she refused to pay him because she decided that she didn't want them, leaving him with the bill, and so, which is just a crazy. She was cheap, too, is the thing, too, which I kind of believe yeah. in her weird... Like sort of, you know, very severe, you know, minimalist sort of like brutalist living that she'd also be like, you're not having fun either. So here's a sentence about him that he describes the relationship between Madonna and Ingrid, uh, not necessarily in its sexual terms, but why it made sense. I have no real problem with Madonna's relationship with Ingrid. In a way, it's a match made in heaven. Ostensibly, Ingrid and Madonna have nothing in common except one thing. They are both in love with Madonna. Sounds right to me. Yeah. So 
Christopher Giacconi had become friends with like a bunch of models. He had become friends with Donatella Versace. And when uh, Gianni Versace died, there was a memorial like several months later in New York. He went to the memorial and then he went back to Donatella's townhouse, someone's townhouse where there was just like a fucking rager party where they were all doing coke and shit. And then Courtney Love was there. And when she found out he was Madonna's brother, she was like all over him. When I pass one of the guest bedrooms, I see Courtney sitting on the bed looking sad. I sit with her and we start talking. Then she pulls out a large packet of coke, which may well have been half an ounce. I've got this, she says, but I've never done it before. Would you like to do some? I fight to stop myself from laughing. You've never done it before? No, I've never done it before. Would you like me to show you how? Courtney nods, so I play along. We start to party together. Then Donatella beckons from her sitting room across the hall, and we join her. I break my rule about not doing lines, and we all do them. Every time Courtney does a line, she proclaims, Okay, that's my second time. That's my third time. That's my fourth time. In the end, I say, Courtney, just stop counting. Meanwhile, Donatella keeps saying, Christopher, Christopher, play candle in the wind for me. So I put the CD on, and the moment it ends, Donatella asks me to play it again. Christopher, Christopher, play it for me one more time. One more time for me, Christopher. I do, over and over and over. All the while, Courtney is still counting. This is my fiftieth time. This is my fifty-first time. Then the doorbell rings, and it's Ed Norton, whom Courtney is seeing at the time. She says, Christopher, go down and tell him I'm sleeping. I refuse. Then I decide that the time has come for me to escape this surreal scenario and get back to reality. So I leave. <laughs> <laughs> that just like, how incredible to just be there. You yeah. know what, though? Like, it, honestly, Madonna probably heard stories like this where he's doing coke with like someone who freaks Madonna out. Like right. she's clearly freaked out by Courtney Love. Like she always was. She, she had previously that day said, I, you know, I don't want to talk to Courtney because I think she's crazy or something like that. Or like it was well established that day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This wasn't even like a distant memory of Courtney Love throwing compacts at Madonna. Madonna is actively <laughs> avoiding and freaked out by Courtney Love. Yeah. While he's partying with her yeah like, doing lines yeah do, getting coked up in the middle yeah. of the day after a funeral 55 lines or so listening to candle in the wind over and over and over again you know donatello was just like wasted and crying and dancing and which like, version do you think it was though do you think it was the princess diana one no, because Prin princess diana, diana had died, died yet. yet that's right it was just a few months before yeah uh, a few weeks before so maybe Prince, but it, wait if this memorial was after though Oh, maybe it was. It got, it had to have been. Can, it had to have been. It had new. The, the Diana one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Johnny Versace Memorial. Going to Paltrow's there. It was actually really, really fun. It was surprisingly fun. And, um. What? Gianni Versace Memorial. Gianni Versace Memorial, New York, December 8th, 1997. So it was after Diana died. Yeah, okay. B-roll, Gwyneth Paltrow being interviewed. Wow, what a great review of a funeral. I hope that people say that about my funeral. Well, I hope your funeral is fun. It, well, it won't be because I won't be there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with it when I have to. If I left Una to you, what would you do? <sighs> my best? <laughs> 
Do you have any more clips of Christopher Giacconi? No, I have other clips. Oh, I was wondering, do you think that he used to be in Madonna's will and then she took him out? Probably, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. How often do you think she revises her will? Probably like every six months or something. Like I, that, I'm know? really curious how often rich people do that. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that she is so, she's so obsessed with control that yeah. I'm sure she's actively, I'm sure she keeps an active will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, two things. Yeah. Okay, wait. All right. Another, th- do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Two things and another thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that's the, a good segment title. Okay, two things and another thing. Yeah, I'm gonna that's do three things. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do another thing up front. Um, I listened to Alex Trebek's book. Oh. Um. Firstly, let's put up front. He said all proceeds of this book are going toward hungry and poor people, basically, because the book was just coming out during the pandemic. So he like you know wrote about the pandemic. He had time to. Oh. To talk about the pandemic or the state of the world. I think he came out in like May or June or something. No, Wait, maybe I even July. He had like brain cancer. He does. And that's why I wrote this. And that's why I don't want to slander him too much, but he's a cock. You know, <laughs> he really is. Uh, he. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. And so I decided to add more salt to my language. I started cursing. Or to be more precise, injecting curse words into my conversations. But it didn't help me become one of the guys. It just made me look like a jerk. My bad. What is who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But so all of almost all of the chapters are what is, you know, Oh, I see. uh, And they're, they're very brief and, um, he has a tendency to just write the most bizarre endings to the the stories just end so abruptly. So I put a bunch of them together uh, so you I can mean, hear. It just sounds like he's reading clues, reading answers. Yeah. And he also, oh, wait, there, here, wait, wait. Listen, he's just so smug, you know? When the minister said, do you, Alex, take Jean to be your wife? I said, the answer is Yes. Leave it to me, always trying to go for a laugh. And I got one. Everybody cracked up. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oops. Oh, my God. I just, wow. But he doesn't... I read. made a joke and everyone laughed. Totally. It, it, wow. It's a lot of that. So is he married? Has he been remarried? Yeah. Has, he had, has he had several marriages? He's had two marriages. And the first one um, he had kids with. And they he moved across the street, and apparently the, the he never lost touch with his ex, and she has attended family events, and they're super cool, and that's that. Okay, well, that's good. His new wife, I believe, is 20 years younger than him, his second wife, but he married that's her. That's not awful. I mean, he was 50, she was 30, so it's... it's that's n- basically average. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it wasn't I, when when I found out that she was thirty when they got married. I was like, okay, that's not ridiculous. If, now, if he was forty and she was twenty, that would be a different story. I think I would. If I had a friend who did that, I would be like, what are you doing? Like, sure, you know. I don't know. You'd probably be nice about it. I I would I would definitely say what I thought. Eventually, but I don't know. Okay, so like, what if I got together? What if I oh, got? No, it's not. But I think it's different when it's like <laughs> straight. 
yeah. when there's a woman involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's a power a dynamic. Bit. Yeah. I mean, there's still but a power dynamic with older men and younger men, but it's, I agree. Yeah. Although I'm not trying to shack up with a 20 year old, you know. But also, is that who you're going to marry? That's what my thing is. Who cares saying. if you're fucking someone that's like younger, but yeah. like that's who you choose as a partner. But what like, if I you did? don't want an equal? But what if I did? I don't know. I would think you would always choose an equal as a long term partner. But don't maybe you think? I, maybe I was so under his spell that I thought he was an equal. Yeah. And I would maybe be like, what's wrong with you? You really would say it like that? Um, I don't think you would. I wouldn't say it that way. I know you wouldn't. But that's what I would mean. <laughs> <laughs> just just so you know, now. Right, well, I'll tell you ahead of time. I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why like, I judge when I see guys my age choosing girls that are like, I mean, young women that are like significantly younger as a partner, it's like, I know why they're doing that. Right. And it's because like younger girls are super, I mean, you know even in early your early 20s whatever you're a woman technically but they're so impressionable and easy to control uh, yeah and manipulate and you know and i've been there so i don't respect men that do that like i that would choose that as a partner because i it just tells me a lot about them you know what i mean sure so it's a good policy yeah anything else i mean i watched a couple movies (laughs) I, yeah, right. I, so I started watching American Pickle. It was yeah. on. It's on How HBO Max. Terrible. I turned it off. It seemed annoying. It was really stupid, and I was like, "What? I don't. I don't need to see this. Yeah. I don't need to see that." <laughs> <laughs> That's really how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I feel that way a lot about things where it's just like I could spend my time doing this, I guess, but I'd really rather not. Yeah. So I just don't. So I guess that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've come to the natural stopping point. Okay, conclusion. Conclusion. Of this. What are you going to take away from this? Um, all of the audio and the mics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taking away the your ethically peeping neighbor. Okay. Yeah. I hope you're causing me beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't think he's into guys. Well, maybe you never know. I wouldn't. I don't think he would tell you you're beautiful. He'd be like, you're strong. Okay. (laughs) Strong is beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful is strong. (laughs) No, not always. Not all beautiful is strong, but all strong strong is is beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Neither work, but we're trying. Just spitballing, trying to come up with like the truths of <laughs> life. <laughs> a judge Judaism. I wish, I wish that I could think of something as awesome as don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. She stopped saying that. Probably because she got so sick of it. I know. It's like having a catchphrase, it's like doing my heart will go on for Celine Dion. Although I bet she still kind of loves to do it. Yeah. It seems like she loves to she do it. She seems really enthusiastic about everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, how could she not like it? She didn't like it at first. I haven't watched the David Foster documentary yet, have you? I heard he's a total fucking asshole on it. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I want to watch it. He's apparently awful, and that's what makes it really awesome to watch. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, he's talking about his ex-wives. He just says shit where 
he just comes off like a prick. Yeah, he worked with Madonna. On what? He worked with Mariah on like a nothing. He, it, it was something that didn't do anything for her. I think, was it early on? I think it was a. Some, I think it was something that Diane Warren wrote. So she must have paid like buku bucks for that fucking. Well, song. then that must have been Rainbow. That's weird that they would have worked together. I I didn't realize. I knew that Diane Warren wrote for her, but after tonight, not a great song. Yeah, see what his hits are. Let's see what his hits are. He did say Nameless Fire. I I knew that, and I do like that song. Yeah, it is I good. do like. Um, well, quickly sign off so we could hear Sam almost. Okay, fire. I want to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> to find out David Foster's other hits that we like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bet you can't wait. You can do that by accessing our bonus episodes. It's on Patreon.com/slash/PotPsychology. We also have a book club. Watch along with us. First season, <laughs> The Real World, New York. We're going to be recapping every episode. You could watch along with us. Watch along with us on MTV.com. It's available. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Bye. Right? Yes. I've been wanting to hear. What do we want to hear? Hear.